Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, and yourself? Oh, cannot complain. Well, today's subject is going to be air travel in the 50s and 60s. Ooh. Yeah, that was before your time. I was doing air travel in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, God. You know what? I could tell you a story about air travel when I'm back in the 70s. All righty. But before we do, all right, I got to tell you that uh, there's this big hubbub about this uh, Chinese spy balloon. Mm -hmm. All right. And I'm going like, okay, there's two things that, that, that kind of upset me. It's no big deal to me. All right, because if China wants to spy on us, they can just use TikTok. <laughs> Everybody seems to be on it, okay? Anybody of any yeah. importance seems to be on it. Yeah. Right? But so I'm, I'm, that doesn't concern me. The thing is, it concerns me, is this thing hits our airspace Saturday, January 28th, and we don't tell a president till Tuesday the 31st. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I was president, you know somebody would be losing their job. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and here's the other thing that kills me about this uh, about this balloon. All righty. Mm-hmm. When we spy, the first spy plane we have is the U-2, 1955, yeah. at a cost of $11.3 million. And right, today's money is $18.4 million. Wow. Well, then we come up with a spy satellite, cost us $108 million. In today's, in today's dollars, $860 million. Jeez. Then we come up with the SR-71, the Blackbird, uh-huh. $34 million yeah. back in 1966. It's equated to about $250 million in today's dollar. We could have just went down to Party City, bought a lot of balloons, you know, like the movie Up, <laughs> when they put it in the house. Yeah. <laughs> we spend all this money, and all we needed to do is just go down to Party City and buy all kinds of balloons. And just put it up there. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we spend all of this money and all we need are balloons. <laughs> oh, oh. You know how I am a connoisseur of bad movies. Yes. Okay. A real sewer. Yeah. Uh-huh. A sewer, right? <laughs> this one, I will have to say, Cotton ranks right there, the sewer. Oh. Yes. I will be honest with you. This will not find the Padres' household of movies. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. But I will see bad. it again and again as long as I can get it for free. <laughs> it's called, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Violent Night. Obviously a Christmas show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was not going to. It would have been, been blasphemy to watch it during Christmas. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I said, you know what? I've been wanting to see this movie. You know, my wife's going, no, no, I don't want to see this movie. So I'm going to read. And I said, I'll just 10 minutes into the movie. She's hooked. <laughs> she's really? got to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it this way. It's mm-hmm. a cross between Miracle on 34th Street, which has, you know, Natalie Wood. And they have a, 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 a young actress, cute as a button, right? Just, mm-hmm. just as cute as can be. Home Alone. <laughs> except on steroids and John Wick. 
uh, match those together? <laughs> yeah. Well, for Padre movies, yes. <laughs> oh, I I got to tell you, Cotton, it was like, oh, it was cringeworthy. It is strictly an adult movie. Believe you me. Really? Oh, yeah. Anybody lets a kid watch this, oh, yeah. They ought to have the child services come over and see them. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, gee. I'm going to have to go out and get it. And I figured you might want to see it because uh, Beverly D'Angelo's in it from vacation. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, you know the guy that played uh, Hellboy? Not Perlman, but the new Hellboy? Can't remember his David Hassel. I can't remember his name. He's in it. Um, it, it the new it's, Hellboy. It's not. The, it's it's the new. Okay, it's a new guy. It's not right. The old, uh, right. Hellboy. It's not Perlman. It's a new guy. He's in yeah. it. He's plays Santa Claus, and I'm telling you, he's top notch. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, God, I loved it. It was. <laughs> I will see it again. I will not buy it, but I'll see it again. God, what if it plays on TV? Oh, I'm sure it will, like on Netflix. And, and what was the name? It's called Violent Night. Violent Night. Okay, Correct. That's All right. All right. I'm actually going to write this one down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cotton, I got to mention one thing, buddy. You bet. Last month, 13% of our downloads came from Nevada. Really? Yes, sir. So, hey, thank you, Nevada ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and if you're out there... Email us and let us know what you think. Exactly. Rumor has it that if they listen in, they usually are a winner. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All righty. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. You know what? We're going to talk about air travel, right, in the 50s and 60s. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. What we know about air travel today is, first of all, long lines and security, right? Yeah. Small bags of pretzels. I mean, they were just like little, little things. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, tiny plastic cups of soda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and planes mm. are full to the max. Yep. Oh, that, I mean, it's, and so we always go, oh, we want to go back to the golden age of air travel, you know, the 50s yeah. and 60s. Oh. Well, no, and, and nowadays the, the, the chairs actually rattle a bit. And it's like they don't, they don't do any, any kind of upkeep on those things. <laughs> well, you're right about that. Oh, God, I got to tell you one time, I traveled back east. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is when I worked for one of the, my old companies. And as you know, I was a store designer. Yep. And I would run the crews to implement the store designs. Well, they wanted to make sure the parent company wanted to make sure that we were designing the stores the way they wanted or they wanted their kind of flavor in the stores on the West Coast. So he said, OK, we'll go back there. We have a meeting. Uh, I think it's in uh, Rochester, New York, like at eight in the morning. I, as you know, I live in uh, uh, Northern California. Everybody yeah. else is in Southern California, so everybody flies out of there. I am flying oh, yeah. a different flight. Everybody yeah. flew out three hours before I did because the earliest flight I could get was three hours after them. They Jeez. landed. A snowstorm moves in. A sto- <laughs> I and I have to go. They have to divert us to Ohio. <laughs> so I can't remember what airport, but they diverted us to Ohio. And there's a lot of businessmen in there, right? Because that's basically who did a lot of traveling back then. Uh-huh. And, we're, and we're all going, hey, we all, and we all have meetings. We all have meetings mm-hmm. in New York. <laughs> and, and we're in Ohio. So the, the, the airlines say, no problem. 
because they were going to put us up, but they said, if you've got meetings, they put us on a bus. <laughs> they put us on a bus in one of the worst snowstorms in the East Coast had had for a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, we're, and there's one thing I didn't realize, okay, because I've never traveled on a bus before. All right. It's always been on planes or cars or whatever. So I'm out there, right? And I'm going like, man, it is cold. And so I hit that. So we, when you flew, you had to fly in a suit because, you know, you're going to meet the dignitaries when you got there. Okay. So I'm in a suit. <laughs> okay. So I got to go to the bathroom pretty bad. Right. And I says, okay, I've never been on a bus. It's worse on a bus than it is on an airplane. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay and of course this is way way back this is not like yeah. the buses they have today this is way yeah. back where greyhound <laughs> right was luxury <laughs> okay oh yeah <laughs> it was actually yeah in that day, in that so day. i i'm doing my business in the bathroom mm -hmm. all of a sudden the vent opens and i can see the cars on the road and he goes I'm like what's going on here <laughs> And and so okay, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long drive. I'm saying okay, we're gonna go sleep. So I fall asleep. I must have been snoring because when I woke up, everybody that was around me is not around me anymore. They must be elsewhere. The heater had gone out. Okay, the heater went out in the bus, and I drooled on my suit, and it was frozen. Okay. It was like ice on my suit. And this is the only oh, suit I've man. got, okay? So I've got to get that. And, and I barely made that meeting at 8 in the morning. In frumpled oh. suit and all. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't. At least that bathroom was warm all day. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, I'm not doing that again. I'm holding it. That's what the line was for. They all wanted to heat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, just, it was just horrible. That was the worst airline flight I had ever had. Oh yeah, I bet. And yeah. I've had some bad ones. Yeah, but the, but that was really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get back to the podcast okay. because uh, you know because like I said before, is that when in the fifties, especially in the early fifties, there was no such thing as jet travel. Yeah. 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 yeah there was all it was all propeller. I shouldn't say there was no such thing as jet travel. There's no such thing as jet travel in the United States. There was yeah. already, I think it was in 1951, where uh, the uh, UK had a uh, jet travel from London to Johannesburg. But that was the only one. Jeez. All righty. So, uh, but normally we were using uh, like a DC-4s, and of course they were unpressurized. <laughs> so they had to fly like <laughs> ten to 12,000 feet. <laughs> the only ones that were pressurized uh, were the uh, Stratus Cruiser, Stratocruiser. It was by Boeing. Huh. Yeah. And so the thing is, they could actually, they were actually pressurized and could fly uh, 32,000 feet. If you ever remember watching the aviator, they talked about that when Hughes uh, wanted to do the TWA thing. They wanted to use this to fly above the bad weather. Okay? Uh, but, yeah. but before then, <laughs> before, <laughs> and only 56 of those planes were ever made, were ever in service. Really? Yeah. Of course, a wow. few a few crashed while they were testing them. So they said, "Nah, we better not make too many of these." But, but you know, delays were frequent in the old days because the turbulence was so common. So they couldn't fly in bad weather, and mm -hmm. air and air sick bags were often needed. I mean, how when's the last time you've seen somebody use an air sick bag? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, these were used so commonly that they actually had questions on them. <laughs> 
So you can, you know, they didn't have magazines, so you'd pull out the airsick bag and they would have questions like, what was the first company that uh, flew the DC-3? <laughs> on the bag? Yeah, on the bag. <laughs> on the airsick bag. <laughs> I guess so. You, when you're heaving in there, you could read these questions to yourself. That's right. They could print it upside down and you'd spill it all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the DC-3s only had 21 passengers in it. And most of the Dude. time they were empty. Man, and then uh, the uh, Strato Cruiser was about 50, 50 uh, first class passengers and 81 coach passengers. And first class was true first class. And how many people? To able to do 50 first class passengers and 81 coach passengers. Wow, 50, that's a lot. Yeah, 50 first class, yeah. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. No, there's usually what? Eight? <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> that's, the only, that's all it can afford. And, they, and get this, because everybody is just upset about, oh, you know, delays and stuff like that. You know, the old adage in the 50s was, you got time to spare, go buy air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Between the 30s and 40s, basically it was just first class. I mean, yeah. people dressed well, like, all of this good looking stuff, right? So airlines yep. in the 50s doing 50s and 60s to encourage uh, people to uh, to fly. That's when they introduced coach and tourist fares, and they were less expensive than first class. Still pricey, but less expensive than first class. Oh, that's good. Demographics on the flying of that time of period was more women. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were trying to get more women because uh, the demographics on flying right there were basically white businessmen. That was it. So they, that's the reason why they introduced them. They wanted to get more young people, more retirees, more women to fly. Huh. But still, it was pretty financially out of their reach. Wow. I'm surprised. No, no. I mean, we think about, you know, oh, how good it uh, was back then. Nah. Yeah. Nah. You, you would have thought they would have lined up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, again, what have I said about uh, the past, right? What do we <laughs> always that? say? The older we get, the better we were. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what people what people forget about the fifties and sixties about U.S. about uh, U.S. airlines experience, mm-hmm. at least half a dozen crashes per year. Really, <laughs> most leading to fatalities of all on board. Wow. <laughs> You know, yeah, we're keep, keep building. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Jeez. you got to remember this. Remember, they had flight insurance. They had kiosks with flight insurance on it. Maybe you can buy flight insurance (laughs) in case you bought the farm. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's for you and only you. Yeah. Oh, do you know where the the term bought the farm came from? No. During World War II, when they were training people to fly, of course, airplanes weren't made that well, and they would crash. The insurance would pay so much money to the parents, and it was enough to buy a farm. So they always wow. say the guy crashed. <laughs> ah, he bought the farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know. Jeez. I know. I know. That's terrible, huh? And <laughs> oh, get this! In the sixties, don't forget about hijacking, right? Yeah. Remember, really using the sixties and the mid sixties. I mean, there was always hijacking. That's right. <laughs> Remember, take me to Cuba, and now everybody's trying to get out of Cuba. <laughs> Yeah, you could take those sunglasses off. Yeah. (laughs) Can you believe that? Take me to Cuba. And remember the uh, 1971 D.B. Cooper, the hijacker that parachuted from a Boeing 727? Yeah. Yeah. And after, you know, I think he extorted about $200,000. 
He's yeah. got like a folk hero, but he probably died out there. He's but probably yeah, nobody nobody found traces yeah. or anything of him. Well, yeah, he's probably bear bear poop somewhere, <laughs> or, or mountain lion poop <laughs> with money hanging out. Of. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, was that so, the or? <laughs> yeah, so much for the golden age, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But talking about jet travel, jet travel—that was a first. It was a first jet travel. It was a Boeing seven hundred seven, happened on December twentieth, nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah, right. Where I was born. And entered. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. And entered commercial service in nineteen fifty-eight, October twenty-sixth, nineteen fifty-eight. That was its first wow. flight, was December 20th, 1957. His test flight entered service on October 20th, 1958. You know what that means, Cotton? What's that? I'm older than jet travel in the United States. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling Not awfully. I, I rode right along with it. <laughs> I'm feeling awfully old, you know? <laughs> and get this, the 707 remained in production until 1991. Jeez. <laughs> over a thousand of those have been built yeah I, the first jet to be put in commercial service and they're still making them in 1991 oh boy <laughs> oh and get this first flight attendant to fly now you've got to remember they had flight attendants on the blimps on the what on the blimps on zeppelins oh oh really okay, okay but number one they were all male do you, wow. do, you, do you remember the last crusade with Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford, yeah. Yeah, remember? The stewards were all male. They never really? had female stewards. I didn't stewards. Even think about that. Huh. Yeah, remember he, he, gets, the, he gets a suit, the, the ill-fitting uh, uh, steward suit? Yes. There was no yes. stewardesses. They were just stewards. Really? Yeah. Wow, that, that's amazing. The first actual stewardess on an American flight was Ellen Church. Now get this. She could fly. She was a licensed pilot in 1930. Really? But, but she couldn't find work to save her life. Huh. Get this. A registered nurse and a licensed pilot. Jeez. So kind of like, uh, you know, machismo type of thing, right? Uh-huh. In other words, well, women, they, 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 they can't be working in the skies. So here's what she did. She said, what would be better for, fear, for fearful passengers to put them at ease than to have a woman to show the men that it was safe to fly. In other words, shame them to fly. Yeah, yeah. that's a good, good <laughs> And it worked. It. it worked. They hired her, and she got to be on an airplane with something she wanted. But, oh, that was just terrible. <laughs> you know. And then, oh, the other thing she said was, what even better to have a registered nurse in case someone gets sick. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's she, a good she, point. Uh, she, yeah. Was, she really wanted to get up there and fly, so my hat's off to her on that one. And she was probably paid a lot less. Oh, there, uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt there. Yeah. That, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, here we go. The first movie to be on a flight was in 1921 in Aeromarine Airlines. And they used to used to fly uh, around to the Chicago area, and they were be they had a film called Howdy Chicago. <laughs> it was one of those amphibious airplanes. Yeah, and it flew around the Chicago, the Great Lakes area. Oh, <laughs> but it oh, really, really, yeah, yeah, it really wasn't until 1960 that in-flight entertainment really happened. So you know what that means? What's that? I'm older than in-flight entertainment too. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and it was a uh, uh, actual reel, a sixty millimeter. They would set up a a, uh, a, a like a projector. It was only first class only, and they would show the movie that way. <laughs> just like you do at home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just hope the 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 what you call it the film doesn't get stuck and melt away or burn. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, now man. here's one for you. Do you know what the uh, the first uh, movie they played? What was it? I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> oh, I never heard of that one. No, I yeah. do not. I do not have that. Yeah, I do not. I look. I looked for that, and I didn't. I didn't. It was probably an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, you're probably right. And we take it for granted now. I mean, we expect to have a TV on our on our flight. But it was only first class only, and then they yeah. in, uh, in the uh, mid '60s they went over to got rid of the projector and went over to a videotape, like a beta. Yeah, yeah, and this was this was by Sony. Mm-hmm. As they advanced, uh, able to get that type of technology into it, you know, and yeah. then eventually they used a laser disc uh, in the in the 1970s on the Boeing 757. Wow, that long ago, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd still like the projector myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's put up the projector. Let's see what we got where, here. Where it freezes on that frame, and burns. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and now, though, you know the the company that put personal TVs on board, JetBlue, my favorite. Really? Yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. JetBlue. Yeah, I fl- I flew them a couple of times. It w- wasn't a bad. Oh, bad come flight. on, come on. They were they were good. Oh, and talk about meals on the. Uh, planes in the 50s of course basically in the 50s it was just basically first class i mean i was looking at some of the menus and i would uh-huh. and i would read them off to you but i couldn't pronounce them they were so fancy <laughs> they were actually placed on real china really? when they brought them out to you yes wow that's amazing oh yeah yeah i mean they they were uh they and they would go through the aisles right in the 50s with snack platters, not <laughs> not throwing you not throwing you pretzels uh, or chips yeah. or whatever, but actual snack platters. Jeez, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I, and and it all depends on where you were in the country. Like for American Airlines was based in Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they would serve up chicken pie and biscuits. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Southern Airlines was based at louisiana they'd have creole shrimp salad yeah (laughs) oh lufthansa right Uh lufthansa german yeah they would actually serve beer to customers on a rolling keg really (laughs) yeah there's my flight (laughs) (laughs) hey if one thing the germans know how to do that's beer (laughs) right France, yeah. France, and and Italians, they know how to do wine. But man, you want beer? Need to go yep. over to Germany. That's right. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, it come in the nineteen sixties, mm-hmm. we discovered that most businessmen were starting to fill up the planes because, of course, you know they've got a per diem, and they were compensated for the flying. Yeah. So they decided to hire just women for stewardesses and put them in short dresses. 
Yeah. <laughs> and get there this, some of the airlines thought. started mm-hmm. serving as options Cornish game hands for dinner. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> like, whoa. And they actually really had knife and a fork that actually can cut. Really? <laughs> a knife and a fork that were actually made that you can actually cut stuff with. No cardboard. Yeah, no cardboard. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had, uh, what do they call that? A shukaya, which is like like you're talking about hors d'oeuvres, like meats. And they would uh-huh. actually bring it, roll it down the aisle, and then it would actually cut it for you on site. Really? Yeah. Like I, this is like a Brazilian barbecue, man. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> a quarter of the price we pay now for a bag of potatoes. Well, yeah, don't forget, man. This is back in the 50s and 60s, okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then um, when you're looking in the 70s, your meal in the first class took two hours to serve and clean. Really? Yeah. The meals in the economy was 30 minutes. <laughs> Just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a two-hour process if you had a meal at first class. Wow. You in economy, 30 minutes, you're gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the other thing is that mm-hmm. it was rare for people to be interested in exotic foods at the time, right? Yep. So they would, they would try to keep everything pretty much what people were used to. But they did, in some cases, have some really wild stuff. I had no idea how to even pronounce it. Especially in the, like uh, the uh, French had some weird uh-huh. stuff on their menus. And if you're going over to uh, Hong Kong, really mm-hmm. weird stuff, man. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but I mean, the menus actually look fancier than some of the menus in uh, uh, real nice restaurants today. I bet. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I know it. Uh. Oh, and one last thing about airline flying that everyone mm-hmm. forgets. Smoking was allowed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember? Just don't roll down the window. <laughs> yeah, and you couldn't roll down the window. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Smoking was allowed. Yeah. And, and get this. And if you remember, after a while, they had, I think it was in 1984, they introduced smoking and non-smoking sections. <laughs> On a plane? Yeah, I'm going like, okay. Uh, so I, I could see the secondhand smoke coming to me. <laughs> Would they put up a big sheet or something? No. It's just like a restaurant. Room. Remember how the restaurants used to be? Yeah, yeah. It was the same thing. You're still <laughs> sucking in that air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is non-smoke. I'm sitting in the non-smoking section. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, if you had some health concerns, too bad, man. Yep. <laughs> and then finally, finally banned in-flight smoking in 1987, a bill. And in 1988, 1988, all airlines based in the United States banned smoking on domestic flights of less than two hours. Now, if it was longer than that, you can still smoke. Hmm. It really wasn't until the 1990s and 2000s where it was finally no more smoking. They didn't have to clean it up anymore. Well, you know, the thing was, even though smoking is banned, they still require them to put ashtrays in, in the bathrooms. Really? Yeah. 
Because yeah. <laughs> they figure somebody's going to go to the bathroom and take a quick, uh, you know, a little toke. I, I don't think they got to worry about cigarettes anymore, though. Yeah, you don't, you don't, and you don't want to say they yeah. drop on a bomb. Yeah, no, they're they're token on something else now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but 1990, they finally banned, banned uh, uh, for passengers, right? For in mm-hmm. uh, for uh, flights less than six hours, but they did not ban it for pilots. Pilots were still allowed to continue to smoke after the 1990 ban. Wow. I'm sure they were concerned about the safety. They didn't want them to get the jitters or anything like that or nicotine withdrawals while they were while they were out there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And so like I said, there's still functional ashtrays located in some of the doors of the airplane of the bathrooms. Uh, you know, like I said, Con, it yeah. was it has come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the and the last thing to remember this is very, very important, is that the Wright brothers, their flight was December, I think it was December 7th, 1903. Mm-hmm. We put a man on the moon 66 years later. To me, that is amazing. Oh, yeah, that I is. Mean, yeah, that is truly amazing that we were able to do that that quick. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you know what, Cotton? I think it's time for us to bring this one to an end. And, wow. and for everyone to be, yeah, and for everyone to be thankful <laughs> that we don't have the crash rate that we had in the sixties. Exactly. <laughs> and don't buy build balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the SR seventy one. Oh, we spend all that money. We got to just put balloons up. <laughs> all right, my man. You have a great one. Okay. You too. Bye, bro. I will have a great one. Bye, bye. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this quote from Anthony Price. The devil himself has probably redesigned hell in the light of the information we have gained from observing airport layouts. Until next time, may God bless.